to another episode of ANC, Anarchist News Corporation. We're live here tonight, on Sunday, as usual. And as usual, I'm Matt. I'm Rodley. And we are anchormen for ANC Broadcast. And we like to stress the fact that we are actually real journalists, <laughs> by the way. We Not reading from a teleprompter. Yeah, which is, you know, what we seem to see uh, in the mainstream in politics these days. Like, all these political parties have their, what, well, I shouldn't say all, but not a lot. And there's only two, really, I guess. But they all seem to have these or their own uh, broadcasts, yeah. you know, that promote the perspective of their political party. You know, and we all know who these the main uh, perpetrators are of these teleprompting readings or teleprompted readings. Yeah, you know, we have Carl Tuckerson, <laughs> you know, and and Sean Handyman Hannity of Foxy uh, Nudes, uh, and then you have uh, Dong Lamont of uh, CNN Communist News Network and. And uh, who's the other guy? You got Anderson Pooper, <laughs> who really needs to lay off the the makeup. He just looks like a woman these days. I feel like, <laughs> but he is he is gay. So, uh, yeah. Oh, Anderson. Anderson Pooper of CNN. <laughs> so. Oh. Yep. Oh, and also Rachel Madcow. She uh, she needs to put on some makeup. Like she, I know she thinks she's a man, but like, dude, like she really needs to cover, like cover her face with something because it's like in her new uh, the the lighting on her in the uh, in her place that she's like broadcasting from because of quarantine. You know they can't actually be on the set. You know, so she's like in her house. Like it is not good lighting, dude. Like she looks scary. <laughs> oh no, I just have to say, but. Obviously, these are the the adversaries to uh, ANC. You know, they're the you know they're the other uh, teams. You know, we're trying to be the top journalists here. We're trying to present the most relevant factual evidence and news, newsworthy stuff. You know, we try to make our. And the fact is, we feel like the. Mainstream media is scamming us and you. Yeah. Well, they are scamming us. Yeah, they totally are. Because like Donald Trump said, you know, which I believe is true. Uh, whether or not I like Donald Trump or not is irrelevant to the fact that like he makes some pretty provocative statements like fake news. You know, like there is, uh, is there a fake news factor? You know, like in our reality? Are these yes, po- there is. Yeah, it's these political these political talk shows, you know, and, you know, also the other mainstream uh, channels, you know, like CBS News, NBC News, uh, you know, all these other things, they're also uh, interconnected to the politics. You know, they have a political axe to grind. And so, to me, this is more of dictatorship and, you know, telling people what they want us to hear than it is real, real news, so do we have a decided president yet? I don't know. All indications seem the point uh, that we do 
But I don't know. I just don't see Donald Trump like just going down so easily. Like yeah. Donald Trump is like a smart, cunning. Uh, you He's know. done more for the U.S. than any president. Well, uh, you know that could be true. You know. Obviously, a lot of people would say he's the worst president in history, you know? Those of the CNN political persuasion team, you know? like, And we also like to uh, present one of our new terms that we came up with here for these people. We're now calling them the Bidons. <laughs> Bidons. Yeah, so uh, that is like one of our statements that we uh, are... Releasing today, special um, new word, the code language, ANC code language here, you know, Bidons. So if you hear us using the word Bidons again, huh? like in a future broadcast, then you will know that it is, we're referring to the commies, the demon craps, the demon rats, <laughs> Democrats. The, the Joe lips. Biden followers. The Joe Biden followers, faithful. <laughs> Joe Biden, bite on faithful. Yeah, bite on. So we're just gonna let bite ons be bite ons. <laughs> but yeah. Indeed. Yeah. So on the note of who is president, I thought that might be a good interjection of some, some lingo, that we wanted to. Kind of, bring to light. Kind of funny. Kind of humorous. Oh, yeah. Although I'm, I'm thinking that like the libtards probably don't like it, unfortunately. Nor do they like me, nor libtards, but hey. <laughs> or demon yeah. crabs or demon rats uh, or. But they are. What are we supposed to do? Wait, <laughs> good news for them? Libtard left. <laughs> another term. Another term to classify the Bidons. Lefty Libtard Bidons. <laughs> yeah, dude. That was fucking funny, dude. That was a good one. That, and on that note, I think we'll transition to our next topic of conversation, maybe. Our next headline here. Just want to kind of get that out in the open. Like that was good. Uh-huh. Well, he got. Yeah. Um. Well, I was thinking about uh, kind of the beast a little bit. Uh, you know, we've been we talk periodically about the beasts of Revelation, and uh, you know, I just kind of wanted to actually read this, the actual from the Bible, Revelation uh, chapter thirteen. This might take a little bit, so I'm sorry if I'm boring people, but there's a method to the madness here. We're going to kind of like look at how this could potentially pertain to what we've been talking about uh, as identifying these beasts, you know, who these two beasts are of Revelation. We, on our last uh, podcast, uh, the Thanksgiving edition, we talked about um, kind of our hypotheses of who we believe these two beasts were and that they were you know, Vatican or Rome, you know, Rome rules everywhere, but particularly it rules, you know, in 
you know, Europe, I feel like, because of all of the old school Gothic cathedrals that are all interconnected. You know, there's just so much rich history with the Catholic Church in Europe. I mean, so I feel like they've had more of a, a solid rulership over the whole world, kind of. And, yeah. Yeah, for, for Rome, you know, and the Vatican and the, you know, Catholicism. But, you know, then America being a recent birth of a nation, you know, it's very young. You know, this is where the second beast emerges, the second great power, which essentially rules all of North America, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's kind of like what we're looking at here uh, ahead of time, you know, before I read this, kind of like what we're trying to kind of convey to people of how we're interpreting this. Um, but, yeah, so I thought I would kind of read this and we could kind of dissect it a little bit better because... Uh, there might be something very provo provocative about the uh, mark of the beast that's talked about um, at the end of this chapter 13, <sighs> which could pertain to um, the vaccine for coronavirus. Glad. Okay. Uh, I looked and saw a beast coming up from the sea. This one had ten horns and seven heads, and a crown was on each of its ten horns. On each of its ten heads were names. The beast I saw had the body of uh, a leopard, the feet of a bear, the mouth of a lion. The dragon had handed over its own power and throne and great authority to this beast. One of its heads seemed to have been fatally wounded, but now it was well. Everyone on earth marveled at this beast, and they worshipped the dragon who had given its authority to the beast. They also worshipped the beast and said, no one is like this beast. No one can fight against it. The beast was allowed to brag and claim to be God and for 42 months it was allowed to rule the beast cursed God and it cursed the name of God it even cursed the place where God lives as well as everyone who lives in heaven with God it was allowed to fight against God's people and defeat them it was also given authority over the people of every tribe, nation, language, and race. The beast was worshipped by everyone whose name wasn't written before the time of creation in the book of the Lamb who was killed. If you have ears, then listen. If you are doomed to be captured, you will be captured. If you are doomed to be killed by a sword, you will be killed by a sword. This means God's people must learn to endure and be faithful. I now saw another beast. This one came out of the ground. I'm going to stop right there, actually. Because I want to kind of look at this first beast. And give you some ideas here of... Kind of like how I'm tying this first beast into the Catholic Church, or the Vatican, or Rome. So it talks about the beginning, that 
here, it says that this beast was coming up out of the sea. Revelation already tells us that the sea represents multitudes of people. So, this beast rules multitudes of people. It also said later on in that passage that the beast had power over every tribe, nation, language, and race. That's the sea. It has authority over this, the, all these people somehow. So the, all the people have authority over all the people? No, the the beast huh? the beast out of the sea. The, yeah, the Vatican. The beast out of the sea is considered the sea of people. Yep. So the beast out of the sea is against the beast out of the sea <laughs> the people. It just, con- <laughs> it just controls them, you know? And this is what I believe when it talks about it had these, these seven heads and ten horns, and these are all representing other powers that are ruled, uh, that are underneath it, that it rules over. They're different. They're the main beast, but there's also these other heads and uh, crowns and horns, you know, that are emblematic of its dominance. Different factions of the beast, you know, which we see, you know, through like cathedrals uh, that they have, you know, universities, like all these different powers that they have. You know, we talked about last time. And, uh, you know, and then it mentioned something also interesting. It says, The dragon handed over its power and throne and great authority to the beast. We know the dragon is Satan. So, this, they obviously like have to claim allegiance to that they're, you know, given their power by Satan. And what's funny is if you look at the word Vatican, it means divining serpent. <laughs> divining dragon, basically, because Vati means divining, and then Khan represents serpent. So, like, even the main headquarters of the beast out of the sea that controls the multitudes of people its name itself means like basically like dragon or serpent you know like divining serpent it's like a it's a magician serpent you know it's like it's like a mason you know it's somebody who works magic you know Mm -hmm. with through the occult means you know and stuff so that's another thing that's really interesting about the word vatican is that it you know means like uh a sorcerer type, you know, a sorcerer that does sorcery uh, through the serpent, you know, like <laughs> through the dragon. That is like, that is devil worship, dude. Like just in the name itself. It's like it's paying homage to the dragon just in the name, yeah. you know, for their headquarters. Uh-huh. So this is also another thing that I felt that was pretty interesting about this passage is it says that one of its heads seemed to have been fatally wounded but now it was well. So it's, uh-huh. so it's saying that, that at some point in time, this beast is actually going to be put in its place for a time. Uh-huh. And what really happened here, I believe, is that this is when uh, Napoleon like overthrew the Pope uh, back in the late 1700s, uh, it was. And this is like the only time, really, that you know Rome has... 
you know, been kind of, you know, down, you know, like it's usually been like on top ruling, doing whatever it's wanted for like millennia, you know what I mean? But this one guy, like this French guy, Napoleon, you know, for a little bit of time, like ruled the world, you know, during this long reign, you know, of, of the beast, the beast out of the sea ruling, you know, as the, from the Holy Roman Empire, you know, to the, the emperors of Rome, to the popes. Like, to all these... To the White House. <laughs> well, that's, we're going to find that, that they are going to claim to have authority over the White House, basically, uh, later on in the scripture after we're done kind of, uh, you know, going through this. So that's also another interesting fact um, about that. And... Uh, Everyone on earth marveled at this beast, and they worshipped the dragon, who had given its authority to the beast. So, like, people were, like, worshipping the dragon, you know, through their con the beast's control over us. They're basically, in my opinion, they're the next chain in command that are, you know, promoting the kind of system that the dragon wants. And, force and that's how the people, I believe, are, like, worshipping the dragon. They may not even be consciously worshipping the dragon, but they are when they submit to his rulership and his ways, you know? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So. His devilish ways? Yep. Yep. Um, and there's also other stuff that talks about here when it says that uh, that they claim the beast was allowed to brag and claim to be God. This is what the Pope basically does. Like, the Pope basically claims to be the authority of God on earth. If not God himself. Yeah. Vicar of Christ, you know? Yeah. That is what Pontifex Maximus, you know? It's like he's the maximum pontificate, you know? <laughs> you know? So he's like, he's claiming, he's bragging, you know, like the Pope and stuff by making blasphemous claims. Jesus himself said, call no one else father. And, like, you have all these, like, little demigod blasphemies priests, you know, that are, like, every, their parishioners are call them father, father so-and-so, you know? It's like, these are, this is bragging and blasphemy unto the Lord, you know? But once again, it says that he's, like, able to do this for 42 months. He was allowed to rule. The beast cursed God and cursed the name of God. Yeah, it's because he's taking the place of God. My mom... My mom drug me out to bed every Sunday till I was 15 or something to go to Catholic Church. Yep. And I called the priest father. Yep, of course. Yeah, every, that's a respectful thing to do. And, and yes. In every week. Yep. Well, I'm sure you and many other people did the same kind of routine. You know, it's... Yeah, totally. This is another interesting thing about them. Listen to this. Remember just reading this? It was allowed to fight against God's people and defeat them. When did this happen? Inquisition. Inquisition when they came against all the Protestant reforming uh, branches of Christianity. You know? And the Jesuits came against them. Headed by Ignatius Loyola. 
that came against them. And just like they also did it back when they ruled at the time of early Christianity they when they threw the lights. all that loyal in the Catholic school. Yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. He's well at Gonzaga, he's they got the they got the image. They got the idol of Ignatius Loyola right in their uh the front doors of Gonzaga University when you walk into the main main hall. In the uh, they have a, an oval circular driveway and in the middle of the oval circular driveway is a statue of Ignatius Loyola. Wow. So yeah, I mean it's no joke. I mean he's was the the head of the Jesuits, the first head of the Jesuits, so, um, yeah, so let's go ahead and take a look at this next uh, beast, I think that we actually provided a lot of points right there that, you know, validated our statement about who we believe the beast to be, you know, in, you know, in Rome, Vatican, Divining Serpent, um, yeah, so let's go ahead and take a look at this. Okay, so this means God's people must learn to endure. This is Revelation 13, verse, sorry, at 10. Endure and be faithful. I now saw another beast. This one came out of the ground. It had two horns like a lamb, but spoke like a dragon. It worked for the beast, whose fatal wound had been healed, and it used all its authority to force the earth and its people to worship the beast. It worked mighty miracles, and while people watched, it even made fire come down from the sky. The second beast fooled people on earth by working miracles for the first one. Then it talked them into making an idol in the form of the beast that did not die after being wounded by a sword. It was allowed to put breath into the idol so it could speak. Everyone who refused to worship the idol of the beast was put to death. All people were forced to put a mark on their right hand or forehead. Whether they were... Okay, so saying the coronavirus vaccine tattoo is going to be kind of like this. Well, hold on. Let me finish reading this, the rest of this. We're almost done. Uh, All people were forced to put a mark on their right hand or forehead, whether they were powerful or weak, rich or poor, free people or slaves, they all had to have this mark, or else they could not buy or sell anything. This mark stood for the name of the beast and the number of its name. You need wisdom to understand the number of the beast, but if you are smart enough, you can figure this out. Its number is 666, and it stands for a person. So let's go ahead and look at this second beast here, Revelation chapter 13. Uh, I saw another beast come out of the ground. This is Earth. So this is like another, what we're looking at here is, we're looking at another power establishing itself in, in the ground. Or, in my opinion, it's a place where... There isn't sea. There isn't a group, multitudes of people, which is the North American continent that arises in the last days, you know, which is America, potentially. It's like what we're basically trying to assist here, or the American government, uh, along with the military-industrial complex and stuff. And so, uh, 
It had horns like a lamb, but spoke like a dragon. And this is what I believe our system is right now. Our, our beast uh, empire structure is like we've been talking about with these two different political parties. You have one that speaks like a lamb, which is the people who want to preserve the uh, constitution. You know, what are the things that our country was founded upon? I mean, we know that, like, George Washington, uh, you know, when he was inaugurated, his first inauguration, he prayed on a Bible. He said, I want to have a Bible be a part of, you know, me being enshrined uh, as the, you know, the president, you know? So that, to me, said a lot about that this nation was founded on God. You know, just in that act itself. And we still continue this all the way down. Joe Biden's the next president, then hey, he's going to have to like swear his oath of allegiance to uphold, you know, the Constitution and, you know, be a good president, you know, on a Bible. You know, yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen again, dude. Yeah. January 20th, it'll happen again. So that is like the horns, horns like a lamb, but spoke like a dragon. The speaking of the dragon is obviously it's, the left. It's the agendas of the left. These are the speakings, you know, I believe of things that are not, you know, connected with God. You know, all the agendas that are anti-Christ, uh, you know, in my opinion, are promoted through the left. So this is, you know, I think right on the money. It worked for the beast whose fatal wound had been healed. Like, once again, it brings up the fatal wound of Napoleon again, you know? Like, potentially, like, where he, like, overcame them. You know, like, when they captured the Pope and stuff. So, it's just, once again, like, bringing that up. And it used its authority to force the earth and its people to worship that beast. I think one of the main things of how they do that is they use Hollywood. They use the false prophet here. This is what this beast is uh, potentially doing here. You know, how, this is how it's... Uh, you know, using its authority to force uh, the earth and its people to do things the way, you know, I think, like, the Vatican wants it to be done. And that's why the Vatican, they just sit back and they just act like they're all about Jesus. <laughs> you know, a bunch of pious, holy, righteous high rollers, you know, where if anything goes wrong, oh, it's those fucking damn Americans, it's those damn commies, you know what I mean? <laughs> but they really control it all, you know? This is also a very interesting uh, point in Revelation 13. Uh, it worked mighty miracles. And while people watched, it even made fire come down from the sky. What is the one thing that uh, America did, uh, or potentially the beast out of the ground or the earth, depending on what translation you look, did, that was like fire coming down from the sky in the sight of men? It was the fucking atomic bombs, dude. That went down Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Those were the fucking, potentially, the fire that came down from the sky. And the whole earth saw it through, like, either TV, you know, or they saw it on their newspaper. Yeah. A picture of it on the newspaper or something, of the devastation yeah. or something. Yeah. So I think that that's a definitely legit point to represent, uh, you know, potentially, like, this beast, this other beast, as America... Uh, the sec this second beast fooled people on earth by working miracles for the first one. I think some of the miracles that they work as well is the miracle of technology. 
you know, and through creating all of the different special effects that they have in like Hollywood for like movies and stuff. These are miracles, man. How they can take a, a reality that doesn't exist and do, the, you know, create all these different beings and like all kinds of stuff. It's like, this is a form of miracles, I believe. Yeah. And, and signs and wonders. Almost. I think it is. I think it's a valid point. And this is how, by doing this, is how they, you know, uh, get people into thinking along the lines that they want because they have these po powerful miracle working capabilities. Uh, let's continue on here. Then it talked them into making an idol in the form of the beast that did not die after being wounded by a sword. It was allowed to put breath into the idol so that it could speak. Everyone who refused to worship the idol of the beast was put to death. You know, I think that there's been a lot of people that have like this idol, whatever this is, I don't know what it is, but I don't really have a, a, a comment for it. But I think like the interesting point is, is that people were put to death for not worshiping the idol. An idol. Yeah. Uh, you know, and this is almost kind of like, you know, there's people that I believe that like go against uh, what the government wants here in America or the military intelligence uh, judging by the time this was recorded uh what we're talking about well we're, we're talking about like the idol was probably just uh shaking or uh, yeah that's what an idol is yeah an idol can be something like that or it can be like a statue yeah. Like we're talking about the Ignatius Loyola in front of, you know, Gonzaga's, you know, entrance. Um, but yeah, I just think it's weird that some there's some people that are like, they go against what the the beast wants and they are put to death. And so I, definitely we know there's people who have gone against what the government wants, what the military intelligence wants, and they get taken out. You know, so it's just that's another fact factor I think faction of this and now we'll get to the uh, the mark all people were forced to put a mark on their right hand or forehead whether they were powerful or weak rich yes, or poor team what's that yes, seal team six seal team six yeah what's that six six death what is that? I don't even know what that is. Team, team Six? Uh -uh, I don't know what that is. It's our... It's our main group of men that are... Basically, the group of guys that were sent in to kill Ben Lund. Yeah? I don't know anything about it. Yeah, the group of men that were sent in to kill Ben Lund and... They show up in the world world places too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know too much about it. Um, so, these people here who take uh, this mark says they had a mark put on their right hand or forehead. And it said this was all the people had like this no matter how great you were in society or not like you were forced to take this 
this mark. It says they're forced. And see, this is like where we get to the point now where if all of these things be true, if we're interpreting this correctly or, you know, or not, like this, it's going to happen sometime soon because, you know, it's just all those things are in line, you know, and this could be an opportunity for them to force everybody to take a vaccine, the whole earth, earth no matter who you are, You'll see the celebrities taking the vaccine too. Don't worry. You'll see them yeah. on the news. You know, they're doing their due diligence, you know. But I think this is really how this could all unfold. Where it's like, you know, they have the 5G set up. They, you know, then, uh, you know, give somebody some kind of a nano, uh, whatever they are, you know, nanotechnological, uh, you know, little components in the vaccine. You know, those are somehow connected to the 5G, you know, towers everywhere within, you know, the constructs of sure cell phones. saying they would shoot electrical components right into your blood? Well, with the nano, you know, particles that are could potentially be in the vaccines, you know, these could be connected to technology and they could potentially control you through that means but i don't know uh-huh. you know and this is how people but this is an opportunity for them to enforce something this kind of mark this mark of the beast on everybody this is what i'm saying you know we're looking at some of a lot of the uh you know ideas that you know they they play its part you know in in what is being you know said here it's like you can see through the things that I've mentioned, that how this could be so, but this is the real crux of the matter here. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but one thing that I wanted to stress here is that when it mentions about the uh, the people were forced to put a mark on their right hand or forehead, this really goes back to. Uh, the Old Testament, when God gave the children of Israel the Ten Commandments. He said, I place a mark on your forehead, or the frontlets of your eyes, and your hand. And see, this represented, uh, you know, thinking according to the commandments of God. And then the mark on the hand represented action. So, to me, this mark of the beast, in my opinion, is... It's a way of life. It's a way of life that's been forced upon us through celebrities, through the music of Babylon, through the false prophets, uh, TV shows and movies. Uh, this is what the Mark of the Beast is, and it's conformed people into thinking a certain way. You know? But it also could be... In, it also could be uh, interpreted as, as a, a vaccine... I can't put it on there. I can't put it on there, dude. It's on right now. <laughs> yeah, so... It's gonna fall and it's big dumps. Okay, well, can I wait till this is over? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... I think my interpretation... You know, using, comparing scripture with scripture, 
Like back in Deuteronomy and the Old Testament of the Bible, it talks about, like I said, when God gives the commandments, places a mark on the frontlets of, between the eyes and on the hand. Um, I mentioned what that means. The beast does the same thing. He's trying to enforce his way on everybody, just like God is tr was trying to enforce his way on the children of Israel. So, and then this is where you see, like, those who, you know, take, take the mark, you know, it's 666. Six, six. I can't. But what do you want? This can't be here. Matt just dumping my pee. Uh -huh. So we'll be right with you. Thank you for your patience. We <laughs> got rid of the full drinks I had in the bottom of that thing. <laughs> so I can't hang bottles of pee on that anymore. Yeah, it sounds like we're trying to be rude, but really we're not. <laughs> Indeed. So. Yeah, so I'm glad we got that squared away. Uh, so I think that we brought some good uh, stuff to light here on this Revelation scripture. I think we've... These aren't just fanciful or fantastical ideas that we have, you know, that make no sense. We're actually using historical facts, historical... Uh, his dates and times, you know, that convey, you know, I think a scientific method-based analysis of these scriptures. You know what I mean? And how they could potentially pertain to our day and age. You know? So, I think it's uh, something worth talking about. And especially when we're faced with this potential uh, enforcement of everybody getting vaccinated... You know, this is kind of like what dispensational Christianity talks about, you know? Like, I'm not a promoter of dispensational Christianity, but this uh, could be, you know, very similar to what they're talking about. But what was that? What kind of Christianity? Well, dispensational Christianity. Dispensationalism or dispensational refers to the end times. Oh. It refers to, like, an interpretation of the end times you know, in the Bible. Uh, you know, like you were mentioning earlier, like this was, this must have been weird for John, you know, interpreting this, these future uh, events, you know, uh, in his day, you know. He'd never seen like planes, trains, or automobiles, or cell phones, or, you know, rocket ships, or... Who? John the Revelator, the one who was talking about uh, the prophecy here, you know, in Revelations. But you think about, like, if he's seeing all these futuristic events that are taking up take place when Jesus comes back, a lot of this stuff he probably doesn't know how to exactly describe it, almost, you know? He uses a lot of, you know, allegorical and metaphorical uh, language, you know, to convey what he's trying to say. So you gotta, it even says at the beginning of the book of Revelation, he who studies this book will be blessed. So it's like, it's not something that you can read verbatim, 
and just say, oh, it's going to happen where there's going to be a beast come out of the sea that's going to have seven heads and ten horns. It's going to be like a crazy, you know, like creature, like chimera, you know, or something, you know, <laughs> or something along those lines, you know. It's just, it's like, no, it's a much more logical, sound-minded, reasonable approach to the prophecy, you know, I think, yeah. which is what we're trying to say. And hey, if people want to, uh, you know, be so hell-bent on science, you know, then... We'll use scientific means to try to interpret this stuff. So, so fuck off. Uh, you know? Get off our nuts. Uh, Jeez, man. So that's like what we're trying to do. I just believe there is potentially some relevancy here. I'm trying to bring it out. I'm trying to have fun talking about it. I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, these dispensational drivers of theology, you know, or it's just you know, they're kind of fire and brimstone and just this is the way it is. Everybody's gonna be caught up into the heavens and Jesus is gonna come back and you know, <laughs> you know we're not trying to strike fear to anybody or try or anything, you know, we're trying to just open people's eyes to a different perspective maybe. I don't know. Then we're being lost, so Wednesday should be a little more exciting show. <laughs> Wednesday wasn't exciting enough. Well, it never is exciting when you're talking, when you're bringing the Bible into the equation, right? Not exciting, definitely not the right word. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so intense maybe, but definitely not exciting. <laughs> nope. So now maybe on that note, it's not very exciting, we'll call it. We'll call it a day. <laughs>